Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest Liz Samuel is here. Hey. Hi. We're at Liz's house. I won't say where. I almost did, but should I? I mean, does it matter? Not like the exact address. No, it's okay. Well, it's Montclair, New Jersey, and yeah. I freaking love Montclair. Yeah, you do. Who doesn't, right? This place, I love this town. Montclair is amazing, and I feel like it's I feel like a lot of people who work in Manhattan, they go to Brooklyn and then they end up in Montclair. Yeah, we did that. We were like, okay, four years in Manhattan, five years in Park Slope, Brooklyn, and then we migrated to Park Slope West, which is Montclair, New Jersey. It's like, (laughs) it's a great town because it's diverse. People are cool. People are in, you know, they're in the media, they're in the arts, they're um, very cultured, it's very international. The kids are growing up with... You know, a lot of uh, all kinds of families, and uh, we also have amazing restaurants. So yeah, it's all pretty great here. It's really progressive. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. Is it has that Manhattan vibe of people who are very free thinkers, and um, yeah, create. You kind of said it. It's diverse. They're forward thinking. I don't think there's a way to feel stuck here. Yeah, um, because there's there are constant. Um, yeah, there's creative thinkers all around us. There's a lot of journalists here. There's just people who are um, seeking truth and um, thinking beyond their uh, community, you know? Yeah. And it's very community-minded. It's just... Um, I'll tell you a funny story. So I met up with... I, have you ever met my friend Tina? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not in person. So I met up with her in Montclair on Thursday. Was it... No, it was Wednesday. Okay, it was Wednesday. So, So I met up with her... I had to park near the public library, which is also near oh, the yeah. church. Do you yes, know that church? Yes, yes. I was there for a Moms Demand Action meeting. Really? With like hundreds of moms talking about gun violence and what we need to do. And it's just an, a very impressive church. It's like... It's gorgeous. Yes. And as a Jewish girl, I sometimes <laughs> walk into a church and go, why don't we do this with the synagogues? You know, like, oh. it's like... The power of those really high ceilings and stained glass windows. Oh, it's gorgeous. I didn't even know that church like existed. Um, I just knew the (laughs) library was there. I'm sorry. I'm going to let my dog outside. Okay. Yeah. Matisse Uh, is. No, no, no. Yeah. You can leave. I'll hold the mic for you and I'll tell this story because Liz is still in the room. She's just letting out Matisse. So, which is her dog Matisse is a beautiful golden retriever, right? It's golden retriever or yeah. He's just a little demanding. Yeah. That's all. Well, he's your third child. Yes, for sure. So, and and next time I come, I'm bringing Jada. So we'll see how that meeting goes. Oh my god! Because Jada's a spazoid, and Matisse has his own spazzy ways. Oh, yeah. So they'll yeah. be if they become friends, which they'll have to be. They're going to yeah. be hysterical together. It'll be so funny, and he's so big. Like he'll be. He's much bigger than her. Like he, yeah. But he's sometimes like if she's got a lot of energy and she's jumping around him, he'll he'll get exhausted quickly. Because really? Because he's a big dog. Yeah. Oh, that could be good then. Yeah. He they might. can exhaust each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, so Tina and I, we had dinner. Uh-huh. And then we were walking to the car and, and both of us parked near there. So we're walking past the church and it was like six to eight. It's this meditation time where they have Ooh. this labyrinth in the floor and I've done this kind of labyrinth before it's like a meditative walk oh. and uh, it's beautiful and and I was like can we, first of all I just love going into churches and yeah, the big beautiful ones so I was like can we go and do this she's like sure let's go so we go in you have to take your shoes off Wow. and we start the thing right and now Tina who's an interior designer and also she's not an architect but in some ways I see her as that she takes out her phone in a very peaceful way and she starts taking pictures of the place. At the same time, this woman comes and she's like very uptight, I guess. Uh, yeah, and uh-huh. she goes, she she was like, she was yelling at Tina. She was like, put away your phone. And Tina was like, um, I forget what Tina said exactly, but the woman was like, this is bullshit. She was like, this is a sacred space and I need my peace. And I was oh like, I just kind of like God. shut my mouth. I mean, I, there were some things I wanted yeah. to say, like, well, if your peace is this fragile. But I just was like, OK, like, but her and Tina went at it a little bit. Tina didn't like yell back, but Tina was like, well, that's your reality. Yeah. My yeah. reality. Like, why do I have to shut down my life for yours? And it was a, it was and crazy. Like though. was doing anything to disturb her. Like, it was just her phone happened to be out. This woman needed it to be a certain way yeah. or 
her reality shattered. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like this needs to be no phones. There's control going on. Control yes, issues, sure. but it was it was. But anyway, oh beautiful God, church beautiful of Montclair. Church. But it was just yeah. a funny thing because the woman was like, "This is bullshit." And then you realize that some people like it's their own. It's their issue. It's not yours. It's I know. It was it was nice to be a spectator. We should in go that for dinner. Moment. We just went to Bear Burger. Was it? I think it's oh, Bear, Bear Burger. Burger. I love those. They those have veggie vegan. burgers. Oh. I got a salad on. I got I got a side salad with French fries. It was perfect. Oh, delicious! Guacamole in it. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so good. So. And I love the way they decorated in there. It's like so cute. It's really nice there. Yeah. By the way, whenever I come to Liz's house, she always feeds me. <laughs> Like, first of all, it's like the first thing. She has the best food and she just like, you so take care you of me. Oh, I'm it's so, so nice. I think that like, because I feel like you appreciate it way more than my kids do. I do. <laughs> the kids are like, oh, there's no good snacks in here. I'm like, I just went to Trader Joe's. No. Oh, God, there's nothing here. There's nothing. Liz has the best food. First of all, she loves Trader <laughs> Joe's. I came in. I was like, I need tomatoes. You're like, what? I was like, I need tomatoes. I got you covered. I got you covered. I got, you little, I got some little grape tomatoes for you. My body was craving tomatoes and avocado, and avocado. you had both. We threw some coconut aminos on there. See, Which, what did you think of it? What did you like that? Did you like Incredible. that taste? Incredible! Isn't it like a soy and balsamic taste? Like it was together? soy delicious. It's like a little coconut, a little soy, and a little balsamic. Your third child wants in. And here comes in. my boy. I'm okay, so Liz is gonna let Matisse in, but yeah, Liz is like to me an ultimate mom. And look, there are all different shapes and sizes of ultimate moms. So I'm not trying to say that we have to fit into a specific way of being but Liz this is why Liz and they can't hear you right now Liz so I get to tell them why you're so amazing Liz in my eyes has her shit together without completely having her shit together which would make you so annoying like if you were yeah. Stepford wife oh together oh I wouldn't be able to be your friend but Liz <sighs> really has it all together but in a way where she's totally honest about her imperfections yeah. And her down moments. And to me, yeah. that makes it more together. Thank you. That you're able to admit that you're a human. Yeah. And there's like a lot of moments where I'm like, why can't I be organized? And why can't I be like the other moms that just have it together? Everything comes easy to them. And why? But then it's true. It's just like, I'm a person and I can't do everything. And we, we're all trying the best we can. Um, and I, I said, you know, I know where my strengths are. I recently, um, they're planning like the teacher toast for the school, uh, for Oliver's grade, my son. And, um, they need, really need parents involved. And I thought to myself, like, I can fake it and be like, yeah, I'll help. But then someone is inevitably going to be mad at me because I didn't do it right. Right. So that's why I usually don't volunteer. But then I decided to like own who I am. And I reached out and I said, Hey, I would love to help out, but here's my deal. I do not, um, I'm not really great with organization and emailing all the parents. And um, I will not, I'll, I'll end up leaving someone off the list. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I will not be able to plan the party and tell you what the theme was or what I just, if you tell me what you need me to buy for the party or what you need me to do, I can set up, I can clean up, I can go buy the stuff, but I don't want to be the one that everyone's like, oh, she didn't get enough of this. She didn't get enough of that. So I just put it out there and they were like, oh my God, that's totally fine. Beautiful. Like, and that made me feel so much better because I was like, that's who I am. Like, I will help you, but I yeah. am not going to make the whole thing happen. Well, um, you put it out on the table and like, yeah. in a sense, showed up as you are. And I think that's like a big teaching actually in my school yes. is showing up as you are. Because a lot of us try to present as more together yes. or, or something because we think we're supposed to. And like, we all have imperfections and the more we can be our authentic selves and say, I would love to actually help, but this is me and this is what I can contribute. And it feels so good. And I, I feel like I want to help now. Like I want yes. to be a part of it because I'm like, well, they they get me now. So Matisse, Matisse just licked my kneecap. <laughs> yeah. there's gonna, He also loves to lick this particular couch and I don't know why. And it's very weird. I remember the last time we were sitting in here, Matisse licked an entire cushion. It was like yeah, soaking wet. Well, so that's why funny. You're sitting on that cushion because I think there's a wet spot. Yeah, I have to sit on a there. cushion because there's a wet spot under it. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know. Matisse is beautiful. Matisse reminds me of a lion. Yeah. He's this big, regal dog who yeah. just, and sometimes he just like, He's I feel like sometimes boy. he looks me in, right into my soul, actually. He's a very pretty boy who's 
very naughty sometimes. But he's a he, no, he's a good boy. He's just a big goofball, really. Yeah, and you had to get him a whole new dog bed because he like ate. He ate the whole thing, he and it was really weird. Bed. There was like, it was so embarrassing. Like someone would come over, and they'd be like what is on the floor i'm like oh god it's not pubes i know it looks like the inside hair. of the bed the inside yeah. of the bed look like kind of reddish brown pubes, pubes yeah pubes and we kept stuffing them back in and then i just gave up i'm glad you like, got a new one Ugh. a year later <laughs> i was like Ugh, i think we need a new one yeah i do think he's gonna find a way to chew it at, chew it through though well right now it's it's right together now, and yeah. right now he's licking his he's, cute little paw yeah okay so let's see um okay so just about 10 minutes ago i helped Liz sage her house. She got sage from a good friend of hers who's yes. also very tuned in, oh, spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. An, she's an art therapist and she's like, she knew. And we share the same birthday actually. And she she went to a, a special store, that crystal store um, in Montclair and she got me a... Um, Oh my God, I'm going to forget the name. Maybe it's a tiger's eye stone or something, but basically like to deal with negotiations. And, that sort of thing. and then she also got me the sage and I was sitting on my counter and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And then Kay walked in. She's like, we're doing this right now. We're doing this right now. <laughs> so yeah. we lit it. I like lighting them on stovetops, especially if it's gas because it, it's a good flame. And then we just started walking around the house and I was like saying like only light beings allowed and doing with the whole spiel. And like we walked into her daughter's room. <laughs> with her husband and they're just like what is that smell they thought it smelled yeah. like they're drugs like, they're like is this drugs <laughs> like, like can you imagine drugs? kate comes over and just lights up marijuana and right just, doesn't just even smoke spread, it just, just spreading spreads it around it. spreading the marijuana but yeah we we saged the house and not everyone was super into it but liz and i liked it yeah and you feel this like sense of like lightness like it afterwards. did lighten it up yeah 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 it's yeah good. It's i good. love the smell i don't think it smells like weed has a completely different smell well, it not this one, but I feel like I've had a sage packet before with other things that definitely smelled str- like very close to really pot. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many people have come into my house after I saged and they were like, oh, Kate's just been that's smoking. Funny. I wonder if that's what I smelled in my babysitter's car. Not. No. No, that was probably weed. Talking, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I bet it, weeds, I think, she, a little more common than sage, actually. She definitely, like, I was like, can you give me a ride to the train station? And there was, like, this little hesitant, like, sure. And I got in. I was like, whoa. I didn't say anything. But that was that was an elephant in the room. I was like, oh, Isn't someone funny, just though? smoked in the car. Weed is so funny because so many people, including parents, yeah. smoke it. And yeah. it's this thing, though, that we have to, like, still be weirdly hush-hush about. And yeah. I think it just became legal medically yeah. in New Jersey. It is. It is. It's And it's not a big deal. Um, But it, <laughs> the dog's like scratching his head. Jingle, jingle, <laughs> jingle, 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 jingle. Um, yeah, go out of the room. Matisse, yeah. you can go. Can Matisse not open that door like he's, that? See, this is where he's not very smart. Like golden retrievers are supposed to be. But the door is open. Because the door is pretty open. Yeah. Go. Matisse, you can go do ahead. this. Go. Come on, just Matisse. push the door. Like it is. You got this. Yes. Yes, yes, go, sweetie. Oh my god, the whole no. <laughs> this is crazy. Do you want to go do it real quick? But like, what? How could they look? It's a little it's intimidating to Matisse. Go. There we go. But now Matisse is going to want to run right back in. Well, we left it open. Yeah, it's open. He'll push it open. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I feel like this is such a mom podcast already. We're like Matisse. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, but what were you going to say about weed? Oh no, that like it really is. There, I know there really shouldn't be a stigma attached anymore, but. I think like we feel as especially as a parent that there's got to be some sort of responsibility with it. Like, you know, I really don't care who smokes pot, honestly. Um, But like, I don't. You don't want your babysitter to be high watching your kids. Yeah, that's basically. (laughs) (laughs) What if it makes her a much more fun babysitter? That could be the case. (laughs) I have not checked her eyes lately when she walks in. But like, (laughs) maybe that's how she gets through. And maybe that's why she's been so great. Like, we so, love Janice. Oh, my God. She's a mother. You should have seen what we made with Legos today. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, God, she's really focused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she made two dinners tonight. Wow. We're going to keep her around. <laughs> well, you have to check out. So Liz and I, we Liz and I have done a bunch of projects together, but one I think is still up on YouTube. Um, what did we, is it called the Mother's Load channel? What's our, what's it called? Yeah, the channel's, I think, Mother's Load, but then we did the. We did the ones with the conversations with our kids. Yes. That's I forget what it's called. Bedtime. Bedtime chats. Bedtime chats. Yes. And then there's 
we basically it's I, I'm almost embarrassed one. to share it because it's like us like one of them is introducing our kids to drugs it's the yes. drug conversation the don't yeah. do drugs and it just shows the dichotomy between oh. my parenting style and Liz's but it's very so funny it's yeah. an extreme because it's it not really no, no, no. how yeah, totally. I approach it or you because I can't believe it feels like that was yesterday but really like it was a while ago it was a while ago because like my daughter is like a full-on teenager now and how old is she can I say her name yeah Isabel is 13 and a half 13 and a half going on like 16 she like well Isabel and I have always been so bonded because she's yeah. a, a psychic yeah herself always has been yeah um I think you are too would you call yourself psychic or what what would you use I would I mean I remember when my mom was around I would say, mom, you're not going to believe what happened. And she's, she would say, you know, Liz, you really, but you are, you're psychic. You really, there Aww. are, she would, she would, um, I'd say, you know, cause I, I definitely, there are times where I just that moment I was thinking of something and then it happens or, you know, you think of someone and then they call or I don't know. I've had a lot of like little moments. Um, yeah, no, you've, and, and bunnies now signify, the other side oh, when yeah. you see a bunny you you think you feel it's your mom communicating to I you do. and i and i also notice it with like some other animals too and yeah. um birds and um but yeah bunnies for sure and it's um it's weird uh but it's also really comforting you know well the animal kingdom i feel obviously it's always communicating to us and i do feel that there are messages from the other side that are always coming through yeah um, yeah. it's just about being awake and conscious to taking them in. Yeah. And, you know, even with me being so spiritual, I fall asleep and I forget to take in the beauty and the magic of life because, mm -hmm. well, first of all, as you know, I've had a rough, <laughs> I don't even want to say week, oh. year, but no, the past week or two has been like, it's um, been tough. So, but she still looks so pretty. Really? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she has rainbow hair. Like you should see it. It's like a painting. It's like mermaid, fairy, rainbow hair. And it's like shiny and colorful. And, I love um, you. Yeah. And she came in. I was like, you look like a shaman also. She's I've got, got my, uh, these leggings that have like almost like a laser splatter beams. paint. Yeah. They're like laser beams. Yeah. Yeah. And then like her cool necklaces that are like <laughs> Native American. Yeah. yeah. Crystals. Have you ever been to um, like Sedona or any of these places where there's like the vortexes? When I was, I guess about 11 or 12, I went to Arizona and then I went to Vegas actually with my brother. I just saw Bunny, by the way. I did. It, I, it popped away, but it was right in your backyard. That's incredible because I haven't seen one in a while. Really? And yeah. I was thinking, I wonder if my mom, what would she think of this? And I feel like she's like, this is great. <laughs> Hi, mama. She would well, so Liz's mom um, who passed at this point, was it a couple years ago? So it's almost three years. Almost three. Can't believe that. She was and is because I know her yeah. spirit still around an incredible incredible artist yeah she was she's a sculptor and a painter and just like an really independent oh this is interesting I was thinking about that this, this week the past few days I've been thinking about this my mom was an independent woman she my my dad did not need her to do anything like she just did her own thing. Um, and that's why I think they were able to get married because my dad kind of just does his own thing. But um, she also cooked all the time, gardened all the time, made my clothes, knit. And like, so she like did all these traditional, what were like female traditional homemaker stuff, but totally a badass woman who was independent and did her own thing and that's a really hard thing to like I don't you do the same no you but have I the can't same. well in but in a different way. way I can't do the homemaker stuff like but at you all. do your to me I get well, it I know I I'm it. like I have veggies in the fridge for you but no but you <laughs> to me you do represent and I represent it too I'm not it's not to put down because there's no one specific way to be the ultimate mother no but no you are so let me tell you something about Liz Samuel. Okay. <laughs> you've been, since I've met you, you've been so steeped in creating because Liz is an actress and a writer and she's created her own content since mm. I've known her. Some of it together yeah, and some individually. Together. It was very, uh, oh God, it fueled me. It, it was felt so good. Well, the, the moment we met, we knew we had a great friendship and good yeah. chemistry and good creative energy. And, but what I loved is that you were just going for your dream. Mm -hmm. Even though you had this family, you were just like, 
going for it. And you do that and you are independent and you go for it and you channel your art, but then you also really are a homemaker. Yes, you're not knitting. No, I'm not gardening and I'm not knitting. Except, except I just noticed, and I said this to Liz, she just potted these beautiful flowers in her backyard. So I think we often are so hard on ourselves. Yeah, I guess so. Like we're like, oh, yeah, you don't have a full veggie garden yet. You might in five years. Yeah. It's like sometimes you have to build up to these things. And I know for myself, like I just started, like I've had plants, I guess, since my divorce, but I keep adding, like I just got a beautiful flower plant. You did. Yes. I have, um, I guess like a bunch of months ago, I have now an orchid plant growing and I'm planning on getting more flowers, but I want to have a whole greenhouse one day. You do? Yes. But you have to, you You have to like, yeah, you have to start somewhere. And cause I used to have this one orchid plant, but it was fake. So I can't really call it a plant. I had it though for years and years and I always would look at it and go, man, I want a real one, but I don't think I could keep it alive. So for me, it was signifying like how much I've grown and I've already been keeping about four or five houseplants alive for years and years and years. It's a really hard thing to do because I have to be honest, like I... I've killed most houseplants that I have. Like, I think it's very difficult. And you have it to, is. And you have to spend time speaking to it. I speak to it. I, I literally rub it. Like not sexually, obviously, yeah. but like. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. But I like yeah. stroke the plant and I do. I like give it love and I talk to them and it tell them I that. love them. It needs that. And I, yeah, I do have an orchid in the house right now that probably needs a little water. But um, I'll, I want to speak to it. You'll speak to it. You'll make it grow and Hello. flower and be. I always, whenever I sage around my plants, I'm like, oh, God, this is like probably torture. They're like, oh, my God, what is she doing no, to that sage? Stuff. Oh, I know, like, don't I'm burn burning me. it. They're like, wait, they're like, don't burn me, too. They're like this cruel, sadistic oh, woman. Oh, no, no. That's so funny. But it's lifting anything bad away from it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I... I don't know. I guess we do beat ourselves up. Like we don't. We don't think we're good. You enough. are an incredible. I'm not just saying this. Aww. You are an incredible mother, and you've helped me. So when Liz and I met, Shane was about five, and um, it was not. I'm trying to think. I think I had just quit teaching, basically. Yeah. To really pursue comedy and acting, yeah. and everything full time, and you just really. I mean, we both had each other's backs, but to me, you represented, um, stability in a way that I didn't feel like I had so like mm-hmm. I could always come here with oh, yeah. Shane and you look I'm not saying I didn't take care of you too in a whole other way yes, yes. but you really made me feel like I had um a family yeah yeah I I, I, I don't know like you just really nurtured like me in a way I needed here. yeah yeah Absolutely. and now I feel like I've grown like now I have my own place in Westfield and I feel like I'm yeah. starting to finally have the energy and bandwidth to myself create the kind of home that I always was I don't want to just say envious of, but looked up to. Yeah, yeah, but you've but you away were, at it. Very, like, I always steady. looked up to it. Like, Aww, her thanks. home is beautiful. It's not like a mansion rich, no. but a little bit in my eyes. But <laughs> No, it's a, it's a, for Montclair, it's a very modest home. It's like, you know. It, Montclair has some ridiculous, ridiculous. mansions. I also, it's, it's a very, there's no grandiose rooms. I do like my kitchen a lot. That's like Ooh. a, that's because we redid that a few years ago. But it's not like, yeah. Um, and I, I definitely don't, I walked into, um picked up my daughter from a sleepover the other day and I walked into this woman's home and I just like I was it was I was incredible it was like incredulous like what how did this happen how did she was it a huge huge mansion house it was just you know what it was like double the size of it it was just bigger more rooms but it was more about how clean and neat and there was nothing around and there was and the decor and the and the sofas and the right chairs and the right accessory it it looked like it was in in a magazine like Did she have a housekeeper no so I, her husband was there and i was like how do you guys do this she, he was like we're both very clean people we're very neat and we 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 tidy up all the time we don't like anything out but i think to myself like where's the stuff like, where are the papers and the bags? They have three kids. No, this morning I was walking in my kitchen without socks, and I was like, this is way too sticky to feel good about it. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, and I, I could have easily taken out, like, my Swiffer wet jet, and like, and I was yeah. like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, eh, it's fine. No one's coming in. And I, and like, I, this is my house. I love my house. But there are some times where I walk in, I, I don't know how people do that, because that's not my personality me to neither. be able to do it. You know, I kind of wish I had that OC. I, I, have, I have like OCD in an obsessive thinker way. way. <laughs> right, right. A different way. And but we all have cleaning. our things. But she, and this mom is actually really cool and like not. Do I not, know her? I don't think so. Her name's Amy. Amy, if you're listening. Hey, Amy. 
I love your house. Amy, if you're listening, have us over. <laughs> yeah, she actually she actually did the drawings for my kitchen. She's an interior designer. That's why she's able to do this stuff. Yeah. Oh, or maybe God. she has to keep her house like that for work purposes. Like maybe she has clients come over to I see I can't her. wait to see my friend Tina have her own place because it's – she. I mean oh, she has had like her own that? apartments, yeah. which she turned into insane – like she's just so – freaking on point and artistic oh, that when she has her own huge house yeah. it's gonna be Especially like it's about the art they put on the wall like yes. I, I don't know i just don't think that way but i can't wait I till i have a mansion it. you are oh god i, I hope so is it gonna be in new jersey hell yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah i mean shane i'm not gonna his dad lives yeah. here it's you know right now i'm 20 minutes away from his dad's house which is like I think a perfect distance because it, it gives us distance, but we're still close enough. When you make when you make your first million, like what are you doing with it? <laughs> That's a great question. I definitely want to get a house mm-hmm. um, that I own because I've owned houses before, but with men. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to have. You want to be a badass woman? Just I kind of want to own my own yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. I would look if 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 me and the love of my life come together and we want to get a home together. Great, but like I would love to own again. Um, it would be cool to own something on my own, I think. Um, I can't wait to see it and to be like, oh, it's going to be artsy and weird, but like weird in the sense of like, I want it to have a lot of cozy hang spaces, you know? Yeah. You need, and maybe like, I already have my mansion picked out. Do you know that? Oh, you do? Yeah. Is it near where you live now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. We'll Well, see. Let's just keep looking for that. Things aren't always working out the way I have it imagined in my you never <laughs> know. Sure. You never know. Just but put you it just out don't there. Know. Yep. I just I love traveling so much. I was thinking like when I when when all that money comes in, you're gonna travel. I just want to keep travel. I love traveling, and sometimes it's cost I want to travel. You know, yeah. like and and I feel like when I travel, I love food so much that for me it's about going to the best restaurants. Like I want to have the best meals. I just want to th- that those Ooh, are my memories. I should open like, up to that because I sometimes I'm like a little rat baby the way I eat. Just like, I oh, love good food. You're like what's in your veggie bin? I'm just going to eat that. I'm like, "No, let me make you something." No, I I don't know. I just- Liz has tried to get me to eat this cucumber in her fridge three <laughs> times today. She's like, "Kate, this cucumber, this cucumber." I'm like, "I'm good. I'm, I don't But now like, the I don't cu- want that big maybe later. <laughs> it's a huge, yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge green huge, dick. Huge green dick. Um but yeah, I um, actually I could eat that cucumber with um, those aminos. Yes, you just pour that crap all over it. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, well, we'll do delicious. that after this. Okay. All right, let's let's get to let's get to a topic, Liz. Yes. Well, you were saying I love this. You were talking about being enough. Yeah. And how and I've talked about this before about the social media thing because you know so many of us, myself included, in many ways. We post the best of our lives. Yeah. But I loved what you were kind of saying. If you want to go into that. Yeah. Basically, um, what I noticed is that some of the biggest posts that seem so impressive by s- other people who I you know, see on social media, they're they're um, they're 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 posting their projects. And I'm thinking of a few in particular where I think to myself, like, I'm really happy for you that you're happy about this and that you're spreading this and good for you for creating something. But it's actually not good. Like I've seen the project. <laughs> And then I think to myself, like, wow, this is false. And so it's like false advertising. And so if I see that with Same that with post, relationships, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we love each other. Da, da, da. And you're like, actually, I know that you hate each other. I just other saw and you, you guys fight divorced. three days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it. But I see both yeah. sides. And I and I look, I post mostly good stuff, right? I post all actually 99% of my stuff. I would love to post more about my depression. I just because I think it would be funny. Well, I think if you turn it around and make it relatable, then it then then I it, try, but some people get yeah. weirded out when you're like cuz then everyone's like are you okay? And like I don't even want that attention. No, but I think there's a way to make it like, yeah. oh god, girl, I'm there with you. But yeah. I, but I just can't stand these big grandiose posts that aren't really true to what it is in real life. And then it makes me feel bad and then I realize, wow, if I put my phone away and don't look at social media for 4 to 6 hours, my life is so much better than you go inward and you're like, wow, I am enough. I have enough. And all my ideas and all my good stuff gets stifled when I look at other people's stuff on social media. You suddenly are not creative anymore you're just thinking why didn't I do what they did why am I not doing Mm. what they did but if you put that away because their stuff isn't actually that good when you put (laughs) then you put it away then you then you're then you're open to all your amazing creativity and then you can be um unique and so um I am trying to practice putting the phone away and not going now my kids would disagree with you and they would 
they would think that I'm actually on social media a lot. But the truth is, is that everyone's always texting. So it's I'm just answering people that I need to get in touch with. I feel like nobody communicates by calling anymore. And so it's just, I'm trying to catch up with all yeah. that, the texting. Um, so I'm like, no kids, I'm not on social media right now. Um, but I, look, I do scroll Instagram and I do scroll Facebook. But I find that if I have something really positive to post, I'm going to post it because it's better than me scrolling through other people's stuff and being feeling like, ugh, I don't have, I'm not doing anything. Um, and I'm actually not posting to get likes. I'm posting to put good energy out there when something good is happening. Um, I don't, I tell my kids this too, like don't post things for likes, post things because you're so excited to spread the love, right? Like I think that that's a really important thing to do is like if you are going to post, like just do it for the right reasons. Don't do it it, because you want to. Do it because you want to. There's some posts when I go to post, I'm like, this is going to get you know, not a ton of likes, but I want to post it because it's from the heart. I like it. And I think yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like posting to celebrate what makes you excited and what's fun for you. I mean, yeah, I, I, especially on Facebook. I love posting like I'm sure you've seen it where these like little nature shots. I love those. Oh and gosh. I don't even know. Like I wouldn't even know where to look to find that stuff. But suddenly like Kate posts these great things. Like, I'm watching animals or I'm watching looking at rainbows. I'm like, I don't know where she found it, but this feels pretty good. They just pop up because I followed a lot of like pages that have those. You things. follow the animals that post. I lo- <laughs> I'm friends with a lot. Yes, of animals. I know. I know. I'm like, I just if I need to know how the animals are feeling, I'm just going to Kate. A, I'm a shaman now. Yes. apparently. You are with my uh totally and like sometimes it's funny I so David make my husband David like he's not a natural animal lover like um he doesn't dislike them he's just not that interested I don't think he like connects well to animals but um he was not into getting a dog for so long and now like he loves our dog so much but he won't he still would never admit it but <laughs> I, I'll I'll sit there sometimes and I'm like I'm just watching some dog videos and he's like oh god but then I'm like do you want to see one he's like all right. And if I show it to him, I know that he can't get over how cute it is. And it's like, it takes all of his British coolness <laughs> to keep it down. Like how to grateful that, that one little tear of one happiness. one little like, wow, <laughs> that doggy was so cute. Oh my God, are you dying? Animal videos are the best. So earlier, before we started the podcast, <laughs> Shane was playing tug of war with Matisse, mm-hmm. Liz's dog. And Matisse was doing like a playful growl, but growl scared the crap out of me. Yeah, you were my- getting scared scared well I got bit when I was 11 badly oh, yeah. so I still get nervous like and if I hear a dog growling in any way I'm like the dog wants you to back up but, but actually his growl was a playful growl so I go to Shane I'm like stop stop and Shane looks at me and he goes he goes mom I know do- what did you say doggos? doggos he goes mom I know doggos more than you yeah <laughs> and he, that d- he said doggos yeah, doggos <laughs> He knows the doggo, and that is quite a doggo. Mom, I know doggos more than you. And then he doggos. was like, I reached, the, searched them on the internet, and I didn't even, I need to ask more about that. Like, I want to be like, do you really? Do you, yeah. But I you, believe him. So I think that the kid, like, I think Oliver watches dog videos and people touching slime. Like, what the F is that? That's but, amazing. Like, why? Our kids it's so are on the internet so much now, and they know so many interesting random facts yeah Shane will say I, I forget what it's called he knew the name for the end of the shoelace like just the plastic part it's called like an yes agate or something I forget yes. what it's called yes but I was like how do you know that speaking of which I'm glad you brought this up this is a do you know what telomeres are no okay so okay so you said the end of a shoelace and this is exactly how they explained it so within our cellular structure in our body we have these things called telomeres and the way they describe it is the end of a shoelace. So when you're aging, that plastic piece that keeps everything in together, it starts coming apart that plastic and fraying and that's aging process, but you can repair it with diet and exercise and positive mental attitude. Meditation. Meditation. And the telomeres, literally, they can look at them through a, like a microscope or however they check them, but they can actually see that piece that looks like the plastic on the end of a um, Amazing. shoelace, it can get repaired. So you actually, you can reverse your aging and it's not with Botox and it's not with, it's it's it, with, internally, you can reverse your telomeres. Isn't that cool? I love that. It's really, for me, it's like Peter Pan stuff. Yeah. Of um, You look really young today, by the way. <laughs> 
Thank you. Just speaking. I'll of tell which. you what. All the trauma I'm working through is really bringing up my youth. You're Peter well, Pan. I'm. I'm trying to be, but I'll tell you what. It's not. It's so funny because people are like. I think my look, even on social media, my life looks amazing. My life is amazing, but let me say something. I have to go through so much (laughs) trauma and go back to the scene of the crime constantly. So like, I love my life, but there are so many days, and I've said this before, that I am just kicked in the dick. (laughs) Like, it's unreal. But I feel like you've been put on this planet to... To at, and that's why you're a healer, right? So you've you're going through all the crap and all the shit to like to get teaching moments for other yes. people, and then you're spreading all that positivity. That you're always I positive, love you. Kate. Thank you. Like you've when you're you come in, make me cry. You no, know, like you you'll like it's Kate. Been so tough, really good <laughs> no, cry. no, you're amazing. It's been so I tough. know, I know. But look, you're like you're a, look at you, and you're staying strong, and you're like you're not like let's shut this podcast down. You're like let's keep it going. <laughs> Because I'm literally crying. She is literally crying and holding my hand and she has tears and she's beautiful and she's like amazing. And but Kate has walked into this house um like where she's like got dark circles under her eyes. It looks like she hasn't eaten in days and her hair is not as shiny and red as it is right now. And I think like what is going on with my girl? And she's like, sit down, I gotta tell you what's going on. But always, always but I'm like, like by I'm the like time, and laughing like right, a maniac right. right now. But like by the time she leaves the house, and it's not like I can't even. I'm not crediting myself for this because it's her. She walks out of that house with like a few hours later, where she's she's laughed a lot. She's made herself like she has healed everyone else in the house, <laughs> even though she's in pain. And so that's what makes her such a special healer and human being. Is that she'll be like. She, she'll have been dragged through the mud, but she always, always comes out as like this flowering orchid. Oh, I love you. Seriously. It's truth. That's Thank truth. You. It's truth. And it's, it, I can guarantee you it's why you're on this planet. You're like, you have gone through a lot of stuff and I'm going to cry now. <laughs> and I, I take all of your light when you come in and you're like, you've had like, you're like, listen to me. This is like the craziest thing that happened. And I listen to you, but somehow there's still light emanating from you. And then like, I absorb some of that light. And I think, God, every time she leaves, like, how am I lift? Not, and it's not coming from a, oh my God, my life is better than her. It's not like that. It's coming from a like, how did she just lift me and make me feel good when I could have been like, oh my God, I can't be around that negative energy. It's like you want to be around Kate's energy, even if she's having a bad time. And Isabel, my daughter, just popped in and we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I started crying. And she started crying, but she every, it's all good. Isabel, well, Isabel ha- I mean, and you can borrow the mic, Isabel, if you want. So Isabel is one of the most special souls I've ever she encountered. And um, so she, even though I'm crying, she's not weirded out because she knows me mm, pretty well. She knows Kate. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> I thank you crying. so much. <laughs> Isabel's like, what the hell is happening? It's yeah. Podcast. But your mom started saying some really nice stuff and uh, it made me emotional. So I think that like Kate, even if she's had like a rough time of it, she always like is ready to heal other people and then like brings light to the world. Yeah, you have a really positive energy. I love you. Well, the cool thing. So I was saying before, Isabel has these psychic abilities. She hasn't fully tapped into, but she kind so she bought her own tarot deck and uh, I'm eventually going to be giving her lessons when she's ready, but she had started giving them to her friends and we yeah. decided it was too early you can tell yeah, why my friends started to get freaked out because i pulled out like the death. like death card and then <laughs> my friends started to get really like freaked out but kate does it in a way where like it's not like death she's like maybe like a loss of something like where you're more or you're changing or you're 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 shedding something that you need to get rid of to start fresh or anew. Right? Yeah, and I told mm-hmm. my friend that her grandma or grandpa was going to die <laughs> But did it happen? No. no. Okay. And here's the thing, right, and Kate's right that way, but also, like, there's something about being a teenager or an early, you know, it's only 13, but, um, and the drama of it and the storytelling of it is really kind of exciting. So I think Isabel was like, this is really fun to kind of have this power and this like be able to storytell with her friends and use the tarot deck to like help storytell. But I think she realized how powerful it can be. And so, yeah. um, but she does in other ways. Would you say you're a storyteller? My teacher says I'm a really bad storyteller. But- what? No, you're amazing. Okay, good. What I so So what I loved about that with Isabel, she definitely has 
this ability to tap in and tune into these things. And then she realized in that with the death card, like it, it takes a lot to deliver some of those messages yeah, and, and especially with the death card or the devil card, which is another similar heavy card. It's, it seems scary, but it's actually always in a positive way. Well, like you were saying like yeah. death could be the caterpillar cocooning and about to be the butterfly or the yeah. snake shedding its skin, which you were kind of saying Liz. So I think you're getting ready to be able to read tarot, but like I didn't start reading tarot into I think my thirties, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you're going to be reading a lot younger, but when you're yeah. ready, I'll start giving you like FaceTime lessons. Yeah. And that way when you're ready, but um, yeah, Isabel, I've, I've had the, the pleasure of getting to know her over the last, how many years? Five, I guess. Longer than that. I think, I think it's actually like, I feel like it's like six years, seven years. Kate actually inspired me to get a pendulum. So I yes. actually have one. Yeah, so to make decisions. Describe yeah. what it is. Cause some people don't so know what a pendulum is. Basically it's like a crystal hanging from a, um, a chain and you say, what is my yes? And then it like swings one way or another to say, what is my no? So you only ask a yes, no question. So let's say I'm like, am I going to get onto a Broadway show or so- something like that? And if it says like, yes, then it just can make you more positive. But it also helps you know what's really inside you. Like you, yes. you really know the answer anyway. And it, it helps show you the answer that you already know. And that, and that's, um, so meditation can actually bring that on too, like can really help you yep. with that. Um, but it's really kind of fun to have a pendulum. Um, I've noticed lately that the answers are all within me. And I, I think some of it is like my mom's guidance, just like, I feel like my mom's spirit. I do ask, I was telling Isabel, I said, I speak to my mom a lot. If I have questions about things, I ask and I feel like I hear the answer and it's almost more like feeling the answer. And it's a really, it's really cool. It's like, and I say, I said to Isabel, um, do you ask grandma things? And she said, no, um, I think because she's your mom, she's there for you, but I have you. Oh, that's true. Um, Mommy, you can use my pendulum if you want. I can. That's so nice of you. It's in a lockbox, so I don't know where the key is. Oh my god! Then how am I gonna? Am I gonna will it out? Like, how is that gonna happen? Go to the hardware store. (laughs) Gotta break, bust it open. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what's so cool, Isabel. Is that you know? So I've known you for I guess maybe six, however many years, but she always was so into the quote unquote out there, even though it's not spiritual stuff. um, That like, if I brought my pendulum. She was like, Mom, can I go get one or whatever it was. She has her own tarot deck. And I also want to um, do your hair and, and dye it some funky colors yeah. when you're ready. And If I did like a string of like blue right here. Yeah, exactly. We could do blue, yeah. purple, whatever. You, I mean, we could do the mermaid-ish thing, but I love. Maybe you should do a blue streak before you go to camp since you're at um, a Camp Echo, which is a uh, blue and white colors. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. We'll do the bleach first and then get the blue in. It won't take long. I mean, first of all, I'll be hanging out here anyway, so it's not like time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it, yeah. it takes time to bleach and then get the color, but not that long. So yeah, we'll be yeah. We'll have fun. Mommy, yeah. I have a really long camp list of stuff. All right. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get talk to about that. that another time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the momming. I'm just glad it wasn't like I have to take a poop. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. Isabel, we're still, yeah. we're still. <laughs> Isabel, at your age, do girls your age talk about things like pooping in front of boys, or is that still something that like girls try to hide? Because I, I'm hoping that is like, because because I feel like with the divine feminine coming in, girls are starting to claim more. Like I fart too. I poop. Like I burp. Like yeah, are girls yeah, yeah. St- are girls your age like? starting to own that more or are they still trying to like hide that from boys well like like b- boys also don't talk about that either really oh so at your age boys are still almost pretending they don't poop too yeah interesting yeah. but i think eighth grade i think next year it'll be a little bit different well well you're gonna well, be in so ninth next year right no you're yeah. gonna be in eighth yeah, yeah she's why the, does she she's feel so grade. old to me uh, old yeah that's true um, well, sometimes we do talk about our period in front of boys. Do you? Good for you. Like, they don't care, really. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Because they don't know. Like, they don't. Because they know that every girl gets it, so. Well, good. That makes me happy. Yeah. Because I have a joke about that, about how, like, in fifth grade, they separate the boys from the girls. And then, like, the boys learn about periods from Doug, the gym teacher. <laughs> I so. Know. I love that part <laughs> of your comedy. <laughs> All right, I love that. I love that part of your comedy. That's so funny. That, that, that's, like. 
the third is that the third thing on your album or your I think so oh my god because it's crazy so it's good to hear that like there's a conversation going on between the girls and the boys at your age so it's not this like thing to be scared of it just happens to be that we only have one boy in our house but not house explain a house like health oh health in our one boy in like our health class really so he's the only boy and he has to learn about this stuff being the that must be well, he's intense. Really flamboyant and funny. Oh. He's no, he's not. He is very in touch with his feminine side and he has a great makeup channel, actually. Oh. He is incredible. And he's a very talented young man who is, I mean, he's fabulous. Yeah, he is. So I don't know if I would say he's not a typical boy. I get it. Um, and so they still are kind of separating in yeah. a sense. I don't, I think it just happens to be that oh. this kid is with the girls. I don't think they did it that way. Got it. it. It's only, it's our dance class. That's why. Oh, in school you have a dance class? Yep, only one boy is in our dance class. You get to dance in your school? Yeah, of course. So she doesn't realize that that's so different. So she goes to a performing arts middle school, and this is a public school. Yep. So Montclair has three middle schools. One is focused on the arts. Um, One is focused on science, like environmental stuff, and the other one is sort of like an alternative school. But they're the performing arts in her school is incredible the the produ- play productions are like watching college kids we need to see this happening in more districts yes. of cuz there's so many girls and boys yes yeah and and their art department is insane there isabel doesn't really do much oh, of isabel, the fine you're arts so lucky. but it's amazing and then also you know our, you know kate was an art teacher isabel yeah and um and the <laughs> dance program's incredible and the the drama program and the all of it it's like it's so well done. She was just in Fiddler on the Roof. And I mean, we're watching this and it is amazing. And you're thinking like, like you'd pay good money to see this. It's so Hell good. Yeah. All right. Can I ask you some more questions? All right. So you're going to be entering eighth grade. Yeah. And I'm not going to ask anything too crazy or you know what I mean. Um, so what would you say? So you're 13. Yeah. What would you say the biggest stress or worry is being a 13 year old girl? Like, What's the hardest part about it? Well, like, I just have such good friends. And that, me personally, I don't really have a lot of problems. But some of my friends do have some insecurities about how to keep their friends and guests to be more popular. So popularity is still a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's still a thing. Why don't you explain also, like, sometimes, sometimes, you know, um, I notice that the girls, there's power dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, And so, like... You know, when there's three together, you know, three is a crowd and um, it's hard for them to navigate, you know, who who they're gravitating towards. Like one will be hanging on another and then the other one feels left out and it happens. There's a lot of girls that we sometimes by accidently don't include. Oh. And, and it's hard because we don't want to make them feel bad. So like accidental. See, that's that's so hard to navigate because you don't want to leave people out. And yet you don't also sometimes you want to be able to hang out just three or four. So it's it's just really OK. So I guess the hardest part is like navigating friendships and dynamics yeah. and individuating while also making people feel included. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, definitely. I feel like even as an adult. Because yeah, if you accidentally leave someone out at a party or, right, you know, I'll tell you the situation. So. Um, so she'll tell it as gracefully as she can. Your mom's really good at like, no. So I, I have a wonderful group of friends, but like not everybody's close with everybody. And, um, there was a moment recently where just four of us wanted to go out. Um, and I would have loved, I am more the merrier. Like I, I would be like, let's have 16 people or let's have, but this other friend really just felt like she just wanted a just the four she just really not because she didn't like the other people she just felt she wanted it more intimate and I it does insult some other people but uh, I was kind of caught in between but I decided to be you know fairly honest about it and I'm just like I'm going out with them this is what's happening and it it did feel awkward but um you know sometimes it just you can't please everybody and I I actually love honesty um, and sometimes you think at first, like, no, we really shouldn't tell them or, but I just think it's better just to say, you know, 
this is what we're doing and I'm going to hang out with you another time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've been left out and sometimes it hurts and sometimes I don't care at all because I'm like, honestly, if someone doesn't want you there, you never want to feel like you're forcing people to hang out with you. But it's just a really, it's interesting because I guess middle school and elementary is when you start really learning about these things. Oh my gosh. And I can recall one person in my life who like constantly was like, was like my best friend as long as the group wasn't there. But once the group was there, I was kind of pushed aside. And like it, it stays with you your whole life, that kind of thing. Like, and then you wonder like, was that me or was that that person? Yeah. Um, but really, if you're always true to yourself, just always just don't try to just don't you gotta you gotta be who you are and you gotta yeah. do what you want to do as kindly as possible. Yeah, I don't like ever having to be forced to hang out with someone I don't want to hang around with, but I don't go about that in a mean way. No. but like overly including people to the point of having to then be fake nice and overly extending yourself. Yeah, that's not good either. Yeah, so. well, I definitely know people that do that way too much, and you, you notice it, and then they have they end up having that reputation of like. You know what? They're the fake just, nice. It's yeah. just fake nice to everybody so that they end up being seeing like the nicest person in the world. But really, behind closed doors, they're not. You really. can always feel when someone doesn't really like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it. All right. You're not my people. Yeah. You're not my person. Okay. Isabel, do you have any bullies in your school? No. Oh, that's amazing. Do you think it's because your school um, is more like progressive? So they're very open about those discussions. Like they won't let that happen. Yes, but also, I don't know if other kids get bullied, but in my group, no. But I would call it bullying. I would just call it, like, not being very nice. Got it. Okay. But there's no, like, ganging up on? Your mom wants to say something? Sometimes. I mean, if it's, like, if it's our whole girl group, which is about, like, 20 girls. That's huge. Yeah, it, we have a big lunch table. Um, then there could be some siding. Okay. But it's never like ganging up against one person, but there sometimes is no. I don't really agree with that. That's kind of weird. Okay. There's sometimes a lot of that. So what I wanted to just add to this is that um, I don't think there's much bullying, which is great because I think the kids have really learned about anti-bullying. But what bothers me about their school is the diversity issue. It is an extremely diverse um, school. However, um, they're, the kids have been segregating themselves. Really? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they grow up together. This town is one of the first, uh, it's very progressive, and it was one of the first to do a busing program where, um, you know, one end of town was different socioeconomic uh, level than the than what the other part. So what they did was with the six elementary schools, you didn't go to the school that was near your house. You go to the school that could be furthest. Yeah. But it's, it's a busing. You get bused. So that the kids um, from all different walks of life end up together from kindergarten through high school. But what happens is we've noticed in sixth and seventh grade is when they're in the middle school is that the kids start, you know, birds of a feather start flocking together. And um, it's not that per se that let's say the white girls are not including black girls. It's that like the black girls want to just be with the black girls and they don't want the white girls around. And this is where I, it, it, it worries me and it upsets me. And this is where I feel like the school needs to start creating projects for them to work team up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Isabel, you need to go with... Tanisha or whatever and like you girls have a science project Isabel's too. laughing <laughs> you're picking that name <laughs> like, whatever. I'm just making up a name but like I think it would really help some bonding and that that way would they would get to know each other and not they they grew up to they were in kindergarten together these kids and then why are they all of a sudden segregating themselves and it doesn't need to happen and and yeah. I think the teachers have a responsibility to bring them together I don't mean <laughs> Isabel to- just takes the mic I'll, I'll take it from here um, I don't mean to like Say, say anything mean but I don't like getting hot lunch because all of the black kids go get to get hot lunch and I feel very uncomfortable in the line because I'm the only not because I'm the only white kid is because they're very disruptive and they say like rude things okay let's unpack this for a second here <laughs> I think what it is is that you feel that you're you, you're you don't know them I think that this is where if the teachers stepped in and they have the kids start working together and have projects together and assignments together, then you'd be like, oh, I'd like to be with Jenny over there in that hot lunch line because we have a funny joke when we were doing the science project together. The kids are not 
working on things together. And if they if they had a if 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 they got to know each other um, outside of the lunchroom, yeah, then you wouldn't have a problem going to get hot lunch. In a sense, is disruptive in the lunchroom. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I was I volunteered recently in your cafeteria, and I walked over to your table, lady friend, and um. You know, there was some disruptions going on. I love your friends. I all know them. But they're disruptive in a different way. They might seem to you disruptive because when there's a group of people, any group of people of any color, and you feel like you're on the outside, it feels, and I get it. Do you know what I mean? It suddenly, when you're on the outside of anything, you feel, um, and the other group's having fun and, and talking loud, you feel like you're the target of that laughter or whatever. But that probably goes for anyone feeling on the outskirts and what your mom's saying that I love is like if the teachers and adults can step in because middle schoolers are disruptive no matter what, you know, when you're on the outside of it, like if I was hanging around you and your 20 girlfriends, I would feel, and I did, I remember um, at the Oscar party, I came around all of you girls and I almost felt like I was in middle school again where I was like, I want to be a friend. Like, can I like, It's it's intimidating when a bunch of friends, you know, are talking and being loud and having fun and you feel like you're not part of that group. And in my science class, um, I actually like, I think I'm the only white kid in my science class. So at my table, we, we all get along though. Good. So there's a start, right? So there's where you need to get to know them. And like, they don't have to be your best friends or be a part of your friend group, but it's a great time if, and you didn't, I didn't know this actually, this is good to know. It's a great time to actually ask questions and what are they like? What are their things outside of school they like to do? They're just people and they're just teens. They're just 13 year olds like, like you. And we're all just people. And if we just get to that very basic level of we're all really the same and you may not have the same problems, but really you do. Like on a very human level, you do have the same problems. You just might go about them different ways. And so I'm glad to know this actually. And I think it would be a good time to like, we should talk about like, who did you talk to today? And you know, you should ask them questions. You need to start bonding just to like. It's so crazy that things segregate anyway. Cause like we don't do it based on eye color or hair color. And it, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's crazy because we create these fake differences. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we all obviously are the same. We all are these souls just in bodies. And it's like, we're the same. We just create yeah, these gaps. And you could even in that class be like, hey, could I sit with you guys one time at lunch? Like, that might feel really uncomfortable for you. But maybe you and one of your girlfriends, like, just even like start the trend of like, moving it and shifting it and being like, would, would, would a couple of you come sit with me and my friends at lunch and maybe being the leader? Because I've seen you with your friends. You are kind of the leader, Isabel. I don't mean to say like, I know there are a bunch of leaders, but you have a, a big voice in it. But maybe like making it and, and not even making it, you don't want to make it like this big issue of like, I'm going to end something, but just being like, you know what? Like, why are we segregating this way I want to end it hey a couple of my friends let's go sit over here and let's you know like just mixing it up so color isn't even a thing like it well I mean not to say it's not a thing because I don't want to be like I don't see color no 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 you can see it but you can we, sh- we should also acknowledge it like um they need to start t- teaching like race in America in um mm. in classes somehow yeah. and it needs to be addressed um and and there is there is racism everywhere and we just need to if we look at it and we don't ignore it and we face it head on and we talk about it like you know um it really comes from fear of not understanding yeah and if we really can understand where somebody's coming from um I thought I I have thought about you know my I my white privilege you know like I can I walk down the street and no one's like no one's thinking, you know, at least I don't I think so. I feel bad about like, being I, white sometimes, yeah, oh, legitimately. Yeah, definitely feel bad. And, you know, walking down the street, like no one's scared of me, you know. Um, although I do think that I could be pretty badass and maybe they should be afraid of me. <laughs> but like, you know, like just just like you don't. <laughs> and, I, and I actually make a point of if I'm walking down a street and I'm about to pass someone who is African-American, I make a point of smiling at them. And like they may not smile back, but I feel good knowing that I showed them that like, I'm not afraid, you know, they're people. I try to smile at everyone at this point. Yes. Although often I don't get, 
Mile back. back. But to did anyone. I think about it later? That's what I thought about because I've had someone like I was lost in thought once walking down the street in New York and someone smiled and said hi to like hi to me. And I thought weirdo. But then a few moments later, I thought that was really nice. Actually, they're trying to. I'm so mad that race is still I mean, I get it. It's still here. But like I we just all need to open up the conversations between everyone because even and, you know, so I I have a a decent amount of close friends who are African-American or black or whatever. Sometimes I don't even know what name. I know we feel bad saying black, but they say it's it's okay. It's okay. But like I, I like I like even saying like to my friend Amina, sometimes I'm like do you think I'm nerdier because I'm white? And she teases me. She's like, absolutely. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? But like even little conversations like yeah. that of just like acknowledging breaking, it, breaking the ice. Yeah. Break the ice. Kindly. Make fun of yourself. Like, yes. like, look, I'm, I'm too white to be able well, to dance I'm trying like to that. Rap, so right, it's like, right, right. There you go. So I'm already getting, but, but, Already, I get a lot of like, you're white, you know, what do you think you, you think you can rap? But like even breaking it there, but being like, well, yeah, even though I'm white, I'm allowed to, you know, follow Express what's in my way. heart. But I can also, I also want to break the ice. Like if people want to tease me nicely about it, that's fair, you know, and right, I don't think be mean, to, right? Like don't be mean about it. There's a yeah. way to joke without being mean. And yeah. I think we all just need to break the ice together and start having these conversations and yeah. talking about even the white guilt and the yeah. anger of of the suppression that wasn't that long ago in slavery, but we need to start talking about it together and kind of breaking the ice so we can get past it. Yep. And racism needs to be a thing of the past soon because yes. it's just, we are well, like, all I the same. I thought we were getting there with having Obama as president. I thought, oh my gosh, here we have this amazing black man as president. And then yeah, all but of a sudden, lot of black people are like, no, the, like because he was too the violence with police was still yeah. going on. So it was a huge step in the right direction, but like we need to really get, even deeper and Trump being elected was a really good mirror though that we didn't like to see of the racism and misogyny that's still present even though it's not present in our homes yeah um and maybe it is in ways that we don't even realize but like we it's digging up the racism that African Americans knew and other races knew were still present even though it was a right white privilege you know we didn't have to face it on a day-to-day basis like it's like yeah Trump became president because this is still very much present. We so to, we need to heal we need it. To heal it. And yep. we need to talk. People, pro-gun, anti-gun, Democrat, Republican. We yeah. need to just start talking just instead talk. of fighting. Yeah. Um, I did this. Uh, I was really gl- so glad to be a part of this um, this play uh, reading, stage reading called Code Red. It was Playwrights Against Gun Violence. And these high school students from Montclair, they're incredible. They wrote these plays um, that were short plays based on like different conversations about gun violence. And one of them really struck me. I played a therapist who had a, um, her client was there as a child who had, uh, a young girl who had lost her sister in, uh, in a school shooting. And the the child, basic, the the young girl asked the therapist like, do you own a gun? And it kind of comes out that the therapist does, but mm. she, she's not pro guns per se. She's just, she has the gun for protection because she was in a bad relationship and she's scared and, and all of this stuff kind of comes from fear, but it was very important to be able to talk about these things because we can't label everybody. Um, and, yeah. and if we can find out why, like I am, I'm very anti-gun, but I also I'm ready to have a conversation with someone like an honest conversation for somebody who really believes they need to have a gun. Why? 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 Do you, what are you afraid of? Why do you need that? Gun? But even but even opening up to the fact that maybe they should keep their guns like that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Because that has to be the next step, too, is like and look, I'm obviously anti-gun in many ways. But like, but 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 also like explaining to those people who want to keep their guns that they don't need to have semi like automatic weapons that are mass well, that's shoot, a whole other right so like so like wh- where we can just meet in the middle right right like right. we're just and actually that's why these, these why gr- don't you just meet me <laughs> in the middle i'm losing my mind just a little now it's karaoke <laughs> Ooh, speaking of karaoke. I like Isabel. She's like, what what did she walks into me crying? Then we go off into this whole I honestly, I'm I'm I don't want to say glad. I think it's kind of cool we got into racism. I always get nervous being I a, know, I know. a white person. Like we have no right to talk about it. But we and are yet, but we're discussing the how we, I just get nervous because I never want someone to take because like anything you say can be taken I out know, of context. I know. And I just for anyone listening, you know. Obviously, Liz and I and Isabel have what? What? 
no, it's not no, live. It's, not live. But it's a podcast. So yeah. they will. But, <laughs> but, you know, I would never, first of all, have someone on my podcast who doesn't have a good heart and the right intentions. But these conversations need to be had and they can't be scrutinized under a microscope where if someone says one word oh. in a way, do you know what I mean? And that's that's the eggshell, the stepping on eggshells that we all need to um, try to steer away from because if we're that on edge, it's going to be hard to get anywhere. And I know it's a tough conversation. It's tough to hear white Jewish white girls I know, yeah. talk about it. And yet this is how it's going. Even if there are some parts that are cringy or whatever, yeah, I just we want have to get through them. And I'm trying to teach my daughter, my kids, my daughter and my son, I, I want them to be really open to all people and all kinds. And so I, we're trying to figure it out. And we talk about, I talk to other moms about this too. Yeah. Like, should we talk to the teachers? Can we somehow integrate yes. everybody? Like, it's a really important topic and I'm not trying to, and if I have said anything that doesn't, sound right you know it's just because I'm still learning how to talk about it um, and I don't have all the right words to say it properly and um, and I, I I love all people I am really um, no you really do I, I, I it's and it's important to embrace differences and that's the thing too it's not, not just to make, with races or anything right? but like even Cultures someone with it cultures everything. people with handicaps everything I mean, just like everyone is different yeah and yet we all our blood all runs red yes that's the truth. And even if it doesn't, I still love aliens. <laughs> right. That's true. That doesn't matter what your color is. Well, yeah. Some aliens. I mean, some aliens, if they're here just to like chew our heads off, oh, that's scary. That that's is like, scary. Back I don't want to meet those aliens. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap this up. We, wow. This went all over. Really? But I took notes. and what a really journey. Went. No, I'm glad. I, I, I'm happy with it went. Like I said, I always get nervous to go yeah, into yeah, race stuff, sure. but I'm happy it did even with the, the no, tension I, in my I, belly. Yeah. And I feel, I feel there's such beauty to be, to, that comes of this. Like, you know, it just keeps making you think about it and just, we want to, you want to spread love and not fear. And, um, my friend Allison knows a guy, his name's Hawk, which is the coolest name ever. Cool and name. he's like a big person in the black lives matter movement. I need to have him on yes, to really get into just so I, as a <laughs> Matisse is fun. Okay. The dog is out of as a, as a white person who might, it probably has a lot of ignorant places within. Like I would love to hear, um, even like, yeah, I would love to get yeah, to get yeah. his perspective and like how how he feels we can all come together. How could we need black people to teach us or at, like and t- I, say, tell and me Native Americans yes, and Asians. Everyone. Tell me, what do you want me to when I'm referring to you? Do you want me to say black? Do you want me to say African-American? What is that's what a great feels question. Good. That's a like, great because question. Because I want to do it. What I want to do it right. I want to do the most appropriate way. And it's not a matter of being politically correct or, you know, I kind, just, kind. Kate, that's it. It's kindness. How right? to be kind. How to be kind. All right, let's wrap this up. Okay. The kids are screaming right. downstairs. Yeah. Okay, so Liz, where can they find you? Oh, so uh, so LizSamuel.com. You can see some recent projects, but also um, if you want to follow where my series that I created um, will be at some point, you can go to momtress.com. M-O-M-T-R-E-S-S.com. Thanks so much, Kate. I love being on this podcast. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. That's Isabel saying thank you. Okay, now we've got Shane in here and we've got Oliver. Um, okay, for me, guys, you can go to my website, thekatewolf.com, Facebook, Instagram, The Kate Wolf. If you want a tarot reading or another kind of healing, kwolf2fs27 at gmail.com. And buy my album, 1111. Check oh, yes. out Labia Game. And- oh, if you haven't <laughs> seen or heard Labia Game. But not for the kids. Not for the kids. Not for the kids. But it's truly something to say. Yeah, so- Kate looks pretty fab in it. Thank you. So check it out. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.